Well, I'm sure most of us have been thinking this week about COVID frustration. I don't really think, I look back, people are talking about how we've been divided for two years. I don't think so. It seems to me we spent the last two years trying to fight off a pandemic. Most of us got vaccinations, 90% of us, more or less. We followed the rules. We wore masks. We stayed home from work, most of us. Um, so any talk of how we've been divided for the last two years that you're hearing politicians roll out these days seems I find it incredible. Like, I don't know where they're, where they're coming. I mean, we've just gone through a pandemic. It seems like something to champion. Uh, maybe we're all frustrated now, and I get that too, and maybe it's time to revisit a lot of these rules. At the same time, we should pat ourselves on the back for the last two years because it's been remarkable. Uh, but what are Canadians feeling like these days? Polls always are a good indicator of what that could be. And a new poll shows Canadians are kind of divided about these protests. A significant number are sympathetic to the frustration but not really the words or the tactics on display. Joining me now is, is Daryl Bricker, the CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. Thanks, Daryl. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me on, Ben. So some interesting revelations in your latest poll on our perceptions of these protests. What stood out to you? What stood out to me is that this isn't so much about the protests, but about the mood that the protest reflects. So in other words, what this is really about and what Canadians have in common with the protesters is this sense of frustration. And it's a sense of frustration that's not exclusively driven by what's been going on with, with the pandemic, but this general sense that things just aren't going the way that people want them to go, and we don't seem to be able to get ourselves back on track. So that's the part that they actually share with the people in the, in the truck protests. And we know that the pandemic has accelerated a lot of social trends that existed before the pandemic, such as income inequality, uh, the cost of housing skyrocketing once again. Where are you seeing the support and how does it divide up? Because I understand that in reading the poll that there is a lot of, um, I mean, it, it crosses a lot of different sections of the population. It's not your normal partisan age um, result. Yeah, typically what we get in, in surveys is it, it's, it very much follows the political map. So, uh, you know, the, the partisanship is really clear in terms of how people look at things. So, for example, uh, regionally, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, 46 percent of people say that they're in sympathy with uh, with the, the issues that the uh, that the truckers are talking about. Well, those numbers are much higher in Western Canada, with the exception of British Columbia. So they're up in the in the high 50s in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. But, you know, they, you sort of typically expect that kind of thing. Uh, but when you really dig down into the numbers, what you also see is that there's this big generational divide, and there's also a big class divide. And the generational divide is that the people who are most supportive of the truckers tend to be younger Canadians, people between the ages of 18 and 34. 61%, if the average is 46, 61% of the people who sit in the category of 18 to 34. And when you ask people who are less affluent, people who are making the less money, they're much higher, more likely to support the people who are driving the trucks. So something's going on here other than the normal partisan uh, uh, approach to a public issue. And where are we seeing, I mean, there is still a majority of Canadians who are opposed. And where are we <laughs> seeing them? Where's that opposition coming from? They tend to be more affluent. They tend to uh, be people with a, a higher level of education. Uh, they probably tend to be people who are in steadier jobs and haven't experienced as much as uh, uh, what uh, the people who are in some of the more precarious types of jobs, younger Canadians, less educated, less affluent Canadians are. But they also tend to be older people. And what's interesting about that is, first of all, they're probably more secure, if they're particularly if they're in a retirement position or there's somebody who's been in their job for a long time. But they also tend to be people who are more likely to um, 
more likely to believe that uh, uh, law and order is, is a big consideration or a big issue. And that that's always interesting. Uh, that you would think that those people, because they are more likely also to vote for conservatives, that maybe they'd be aligned with you know the right wing truckers. But this is not a left or right wing thing. It's 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 a different type of a dynamic, which makes it particularly interesting. Yeah, I mean, clearly this is about much more than vaccines and vaccine mandates, uh, and particularly vaccine mandates for truckers. So it may be for the people who are in the big rigs and that are that are part of this that are. Uh, 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 you know, uh, engaged in the actual, you know, physical protests or whatever. It may be about those vaccine mandates for some of them. But for the people who are watching them, they're not necessarily seeing it through that lens. I'm speaking with Daryl Bricker, the CEO of Ipsos Public, Ipsos Public Affairs, about a new poll about attitudes towards the ongoing trucker protests and blockades. One of the results that was interesting was that uh, although a lot of people have been talking about this as being a threat to democracy, um, the people you spoke to didn't quite see it that way, or at least not a majority. Well, 55% actually a half, just more than half did, but half didn't. Right. And that And that's a really interesting uh, finding, given that the, a fair amount of the media commentary, uh, you know, the, not, not necessarily the reporting, but the people who have been commenting on this in the media, and in particular, uh, particular, some of our public authorities and our senior politicians have been suggesting that it, this is exactly what it is. But Canadians, at least half of us, aren't seeing that. They're seeing this as something different. There is a belief, I understand from what you've looked in, that a significant number of people do want to see the prime minister at least address the issues that are being raised and not dismiss them as fringe. Yeah. So the question we asked is, was, is the prime minister right not to have a conversation with uh, people who are part of these trucks, truck protests, which is what he specifically said. And what you find is that only 53% of Canadians actually believe that he is right. So that means that 47% are either not sure or actually don't think that he's right. So when I hear all of this commentary about, you know, uh, we, we've got to move really forcefully and, and uh, you know, the only solution to this is that we've, we've, we've got to, uh, you know, really focus on enforcement. When you look at numbers like this, there's a sense here that not enough talking has gone on here. Not enough discussion has gone on. Not enough listening has gone on. Uh, and as a result, I don't think Canadians, uh, at least what they're showing us in the polling today, are, are really accepting that as the final uh, uh, conclusion as to whether or not there should be any discussion. We didn't say negotiate. We just said discuss. Lastly, one of the things that was interesting about the overall tone of the of, of the poll was that what it what it seems to be reflecting, what you mentioned it reflecting, was sort of a breakdown of that original social contract that we're all in this together phase of the pandemic. Yeah, we're gone. We've gone through uh, three phases in this uh, in this process, Ben. The first phase was the we're all in this together. We can hardly wait to get vaccinated. We're all going to, you know, uh, we're all going to work together to get out of this situation. And then what happened is we got really worn out because we didn't seem to be making as much progress as we thought we were going to make. And, uh, you know, even though the vaccination rates are really, really high. We now find ourselves in a situation where we're still really not back on track. So we, the first part of this realization was a sense of fatigue. People were really tired with this. But now we've moved to a sense of frustration. There's, there's a deeper emotion people are feeling. They feel that they've cooperated with everything that the government or most people feel that they've cooperated 
with what the government has asked and what our public health officials have asked, asked us to do. And we still don't seem to be able to get on track. So that's the pandemic. But then once you get past just managing the pandemic, there's all of these economic consequences, particularly cost of living issues, inflation, a whole bunch of things that have really bubbled up through the course of this pandemic that are really catching people up. So right now they're frustrated, they're uncertain about what the future looks like. These storm clouds are in you know, electrical uh, um, you know, currents that are flowing through public opinion have to come down on, on, on something. And what they're coming down on right now is this protest. Volatile times indeed. Dow Bricker, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, Ben. Thank you.